0: VoiceAmerica.com
1: Eddie George Tall Grey
2: Good afternoon and welcome to Radio by George with your host, NFL superstar, Eddie George. For the next hour, Eddie and his guests will enlighten, empower, and entertain you. Now here's the man of the hour, Eddie George.
3: Yo, what's up?
4: Welcome to Radio by George. And I have to say... That I've definitely missed you people last week. We didn't have our show because of Memorial Day weekend. But I'm coming to you live today from Fox Studios out here in California. And today I'm bringing on a very special guest. Someone that I deeply admire. Someone that really gets on my nerves a lot. My lovely, beautiful wife, Tamara Johnson George Sr. What's up, baby?
5: Hi, honey, buddy.
4: I miss you. Yeah, I miss you too. I really miss you too. You know Y'all what?
5: Miss each other so much when we're away, right?
4: Yeah, I know.
5: <laughs> well, you know what?
4: I uh, in my travels over you know, the past few days,
1: mm-hmm.
4: I've come across a few people who have seen the show.
1: Oh, yeah, you know, right? they love the
4: show. They think you're you're funny. They think you're intelligent. They think you're smart and all that. All that,
5: that right?
4: I am, yes. And. I'm often approached by people saying, you know what, you are so hard on your wife.
5: Okay. And
1: I'm like,
4: what do you mean I'm so hard on on my wife? And I got a statement here from somebody. An anonymous writer came in and wrote, and they said, here, here you go. It says, Eddie, I really enjoy watching you and Taj on I Married a Baller. One of the things I've noticed is that you are really into staying into shape to the point that it seems as if you are extra hard on Taj for not shedding her post-baby weight quickly enough. The question I have is, why are you so hard on her, and are you really that tough, or are you joking with her? Yeah,
5: well, are you
4: huh? No, nah, I don't, no, 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 I don't have. I don't. I don't think I'm tough on you. No. You know, I encourage you. I, I I I try to preach the the laws of living right to you in terms of you know uh, eating right and working out and the benefits of that. You know, I, I try to. I, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't try. I don't do that. Do I?
5: No, honey. No, you you don't do it. All the time, <laughs> but you do have this thing. Like if you see me eating something, you'll go okay. <laughs>
4: but check it out. But you know what though? I mean, I have to be honest. Uh, you know, typically, it's it's really when after you have a baby. It's six three to six months that you can shed that weight.
5: Okay, first of all, how do you know typically? Because okay, that's what that's
4: what doctors bad. have said. Some women have done it. You know, it Eric. Eric was t- Eric was two years old, <laughs> and now he's two. And you know, the the well, weight is. I mean, you look it, great now. You yes, look great it, now because of my assistance.
5: It, is that you know I went through health problems after the baby, during and after the baby. So and that was, a due, and that was due. And that was due to that your eating
4: habits. Still, weight.
5: it was not.
4: Yes, it was. You were still eating chips, ice cream every night.
5: Not every night,
4: every other night, yeah, you was
5: like every holiday or something.
4: Candy, yeah, right. I mean, every I like day was was Christmas and, and Thanksgiving dinner. <laughs> <laughs> every 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 reason to go out to Monell's and and get pizza. You every day Mon-El's was a, a is celebration of something.
5: In Nashville, but just for the record, this this show tonight, we're gonna we're gonna dispel all the myths about the show and, and answer a lot of questions about the show. I am married a baller for all those people who who wonder if he's extremely hot on me. I don't yes, think I'm, I, I mean I I
4: I I think I'm your biggest supporter. If anything, you
5: are, honey. Let, let me speak before I have to okay. show you up and take you home. Um you are my biggest supporter and you are tough and like I said there are times when uh I I just want you to be easy on me cuz I think I, I'm supposed to be your baby so you don't no, no have on me and you know I you you expect more from me and I expect less from you <laughs>
4: And you know what? And that's the that's the God honest truth. I mean that that's and it's sad that it has to be that way.
5: <laughs> and and you know, as my husband, I have the right to tell you, go sit down. Like Eric says, go play. <laughs> I have the right to tell you that, and and I I use that that benefit um, all the time.
4: Yeah, I I you noticed know? that, but but you know what? It's cool, and and and, and I think I'm going to bring someone on today to help us in our dilemma here okay. as far as if you should have lost your baby weight uh, six months six months after you had the baby versus you know now which is fine you look awesome you know you keep walking around the house like that you you know might be walking around pregnant again gain some
5: more weight. yeah
4: exactly <laughs> you keep walking, you walking around like oh, that you, you, go, you go and see but I'm going to have on um, our psychologist our resident psychologist Dr. Geraldine Edgy or AG, excuse me, and she's going to come on with us today and and kind of help us out a little bit. And also, if anybody out there listening to our show, if you have uh, any comments you'd like to chime in or uh, anything, if you watch the show, please call in and let's have a discussion, um, and we'll bring in Dr. Gerald and Doctor, are you there?
3: I am here. I'm listening in, and I'm actually excited about how you guys are able to openly talk about it. And I think that that's going to be the biggest thing for any uh, couple mm-hmm. in looking at weight loss after the baby, and 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 working on each other in a in a loving way. I like how you guys laugh about it, mm-hmm. um, and I think that those are the kinds of things that people may not see on the show uh, as much as we'd like to. Is is you know what is your reaction to it, Taj? After he um, after he says this or how? After he talks about how your body looks, and so um, and so, I think that I, I think it's encouraging. I think it sounds fun, and I, and it sounds like you know you hit your target. So sometimes we need that tough love. Yeah, yeah,
5: he hit me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, like stop it. You hit me. No, we. You know the thing about it is with me, it. I guess I have to be motivated on my own right? And then with, with Eddie being so gung-ho about weight loss, if he tells me to do this and do that, I'm like, I'm going to do it when I get ready. Right,
4: right. It's always on your time. It's always on your time. <laughs> I have to but I'm it. always right in the end, correct? Right. Oh, no. No, I mean, <laughs> hey, you losing weight now. Well, I mean, why why couldn't you do it back then? Why couldn't you do it when I asked you to do it?
5: Dr. A.V., tell him I have to be ready
3: Hello. De- definitely. Well, I I think that part of what uh, being ready is not just being ready physically, but being ready emotionally. Exactly. You know, and so we talked uh, the last time I was on the show. We talked a bit about your postpartum depression, exactly. and and you know, and, and having to get in a mental state to be able mm-hmm. to move forward and to um, and to work out, and even even think about those things, even care about um, how you look, because for the uh, first few weeks we are caring. About the baby, exactly. when that makes a lot of sense, it does make a lot of
5: sense, yeah, but, but you I, know I, go ahead mentally I didn't want to be big but I didn't realize that I was as big as I was because some pictures I would look like I was normal again and in other pictures you know I see this like I was still pregnant but I, I had no idea because of course I see myself every day so I'm thinking one <laughs> or two pounds here or there won't be so bad because the scale actually didn't go up or down that much but I just had so a lot So you of- couldn't
4: oh. get the hint when I was hiding some of the snacks <laughs> right. that didn't register at all right. that you know you were the the size eight jeans that you were putting on were you had to put you know vaseline on the side to put but them on. Everything was into.
5: hanging over them. Right,
4: that right. <laughs> that didn't register at all. Right. Okay. No,
5: no, because I was I was chasing a, a baby, so I had no time. Okay, to hey, it hey,
4: doctor, head. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, when two people see things two different ways, or obviously like like this situation, how do they resolve their differences?
3: Well, I liked how Taj said that um, you, uh, that you need to you expect more from her, and and, mm-hmm. and she like sometimes a little less from you. But I think the best way to resolve differences is to be kind of open about where the differences lie, wow. um, and kind of have an objective approach to it, and and give our give our loved ones some of that objective or that behavioral feedback. So it says, you know, well, baby, when you know when you don't when you don't eat chips and you can get into those jeans, I like you know the impact it has on me is I get excited. You you know, about hanging out with you, you know, as opposed to maybe you don't look good in what you got on, right. you know, so it, it gives people kind of a positive incentive, and basically as a communicator, you don't want to communicate with someone from where you're coming from and how you would wow. like it, but from where they're coming from and how they would like so it. So, and how
4: you say it to the Definitely
3: person. how you present it and being able to modify it in a way that they can get it, um, and that's my suggestion, but I'm sure there's people that are out there in your audience that have some really good suggestions about how they've kept the love alive, mm-hmm. the able to talk back and forth with their significant other about body weight or whatever, so I'm wondering if there are people out there that could call in that would be able to say how they've made it happen, because I can give you my, you know, doctor from in psychology, UC Berkeley spin on it, but it's the day-to-day, how do people make it yeah. real? Yeah, I make, mean, can, can yeah. you, can you mm-hmm.
4: really write a book or a guideline on how to have a successful marriage, and really, what does that mean? Because I know plenty of couples that have been married for 30 years that are just miserable,
1: Right. And I know there are plenty of
4: couples that have married only two years and are, are extremely happy, but that's the beginning. But... What is what makes a successful relationship? What does that mean?
3: Well, I think that the first thing that makes a successful relationship—and this may sound cliche—is a commitment. I know in my own marriage, uh, we've been married for ten years. The first, the first marriage, we call it uh, we, the first year of our marriage, we called it like we were really dating, but we got committed, committed about three to five years into it when we mm-hmm. decided we were going to have kids. You know, and that's when we were like, "Ooh, you know, this we said forever, but now we got to really make it forever." And right. two people have to make a conscious decision every day.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and
3: have fun at it, and you know uh see through a person 's faults, and you know love somebody like we want them to love us, and okay. really and then really letting go of the fairy tale idea that this person is going to make you whole, and that love will conquer all you oh. know love doesn 't always conquer all you got to be able to put some action to that love um and well. I think that 's important. Exactly. Exactly. And
5: the the one thing that Eddie and I also like to do, and and it's almost hard for me to swallow some humble pie when I give him a compliment (laughs) because it goes straight to his head. (laughs) Whoa, 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 whoa. (laughs) (laughs) He told me a little while ago I I tend to see things. I have tunnel vision sometimes. and he I went, Sometimes. Uh, let me finish. Okay. Mm-hmm. While I was working on the manuscript for our book, um, I, I had a, a conflict with, with the publisher. I was telling them, you know, they don't understand my, what I'm trying to say. They don't understand this and they don't understand that. And Eddie said to me, you know, Taj, sometimes you have to take a step back and realize that everybody is not going to see it your way. You need to look outside the box and see, maybe see what they're seeing so you can come to a, a median. And that's what we try to do with each other, which, which resolves a lot of our conflicts, you know, Sometimes when he's going through something, I try to understand, okay, maybe he's a little picky this day. I, I should watch what I say around this this subject so I don't get him ticked off about that because he's already frustrated about this, and he'll see me, and he'll say something like, so you going through it today, huh? Right. <laughs> so that, and that give and take, you're right, and knowing those boundaries is yeah. so important in a relationship. But
4: you but very you rarely, very rarely, I, very rarely, said, I mean, I, I commend you
5: me, on, you on stepping out, out of the box. Take it back, I'll take it back.
4: But no, 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 yeah, but I'm, I'm not going to be hard on you. I'm just saying, but it's you're, you're doing a good job now. You're doing a very excellent job.
5: You see how we give and
3: take? <laughs> I do. I see that, and I love it. I love that. I love that give and take. It's a really good model. It's a good model. And I, I think another thing that's kind of extraordinary about the two of you as a couple is that you actively talk about these things, and you kind of bring them to light. I think that we have more issues with, our, with ourselves and with others when we try to play things down and just kind of suck it in and suck it up and move on, but you guys kind of look at it directly and say, well, let's look at this. And, you know, and I think that, you know, there are only two people in a relationship. And when you can get two people to decide on anything, then anything's all right. It doesn't matter what it is. Um, And so when you can get that kind of consensus that we're going to talk about it and keep it open and know that there's nothing that can can beat you as a team, Mm -hmm. then you're going to be as successful as you guys are in being able to, to talk about stuff and kind of laugh it off when it comes time to do that.
5: Right. Right, you know, we, another thing we had to stop and laugh about since the premiere of our show, in the beginning, I was taken a beaten by his fans, most of his fans. You know, they don't yeah. understand the part where... Television is cut and sliced to fit the screen and to entertain. Well,
4: the people. camera doesn't lie, honey. Huh? Huh. <laughs> the camera
5: so, doesn't lie. His fans were just attacking me. She doesn't support him. <laughs> she doesn't love him all they <laughs> saw was me eating. <laughs> that's eating tough, food. <laughs> right? That's tough. <laughs> so, how do people? How do couples deal with outside influences aside from the fact? Yeah. That's when you of course just ignore them, you right. know. For people like us, who we have to deal with people's opinions every day, right? Well,
3: it's a that's a very important point to have to look at. You know, how do people impact your relationship? And you have to make a choice about how people um, impact your lives. And people definitely want to offer us some suggestions. They want to be involved. Uh, for my husband and I, one of our our funnest years of our marriage was when we had a whole whole bunch of friends, but um, but. Everybody was at our house. We had the pool. Everybody was kicking it at our house, but we weren't really focusing on one another. Right. And so, you know, you do have to be able to take that space and and kind of take those hits and laugh and laugh it off. But um, you know, you, you got a good-looking husband, and uh, you me. know, and everybody know <laughs> him. You know what I'm saying? He got a job. You know, and he's good to his kids. You know, so people are gonna they're gonna be really really critical of you. Period. It doesn't right. matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You know what I mean? You could be kissing. Him on his head every day you walk in the room they be like that's too much that ain't real yeah. no, that ain't but no she, real does, she
4: doesn't She's even do that, that. I'm, oh, See, I can, I, I, she, she doesn't even do that i am the low man the totem pole oh. in the household <laughs> I, i'm behind the dog you know <laughs> so we, we're going to do we're going to take a quick break and we're going to come back and talk a little bit more about relationships our relationship ties okay. and uh You know, hopefully we'll have some more callers calling in. And if you want to chime in, please look at your screen and call in the number 866-472-5788. And we'll be back in a minute, y'all. So stay tuned.
0: From our home to your speakers, voiceamerica.com. Douglas Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas broadcast each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern, and is brought to you by Gospel Truth Magazine and Worldwide Music Incorporated on the Voice America channel. The Carrie Douglas Show with Carrie Douglas, your premier source for faith-based entertainment, news, events, and trends.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll-free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
4: And welcome back we're on with my lovely wife, Tamara Anchise Johnson III. Thank
1: you, my love.
4: And Dr. Geraldine Agee.
1: That's right.
4: Talking about relationships and how to be successful in those relationships. Taj, I like to say this. Yes. One of the other things that has come up when I talk to people, um, they want to know if you feel any added pressure mm-hmm. in terms of dealing with me and how to be productive. and Do you always feel like you have to be uh step ahead in in terms of career and bringing something to the table so to speak. Do you feel that way?
5: Um you know what, honestly, I I don't feel that way. I I've, I've been asked things like well what do you do and how do you do it when he's away doing so and so and and I'm thinking I, I, he can't do it without me. I'm the backball. <laughs> I'm here yeah. holding down the fort so he can run around and, and not worry about anything else but uh you know taking care of the uh, household uh, economics and things like that. Mm-hmm. But you you know no, it doesn't. The thing that that I had gotten a lot of uh comments from was being that your husband is so handsome and attractive and yada yada and this is really easy for a lot of these women to say because they don't live with him (laughs) okay how do you how do you keep yourself up how do you worry about other women taking him do you worry about this and and Mm -hmm. honestly I can put my foot down both of them and say hell no I don't worry about nobody taking him I don't have to dress up. I don't feel like I need to dress up and be a beauty queen all day long to keep him impressed because that's not me. If that's what he wanted, he should have married that person, not me, because I've never been that. So, you know, for him to expect that from me after the fact would be stupid on his part. It just wouldn't happen. I love being carefree. You know, and when I do dress up, it's a treat for him because he's like, damn, that's me. You
4: You know know what? That's just funny you say that, babe, because... When when I was talking to some people this past week and we were having a conversation about relationships and uh, what you look for in a woman,
1: Mm -hmm.
4: and one of the things that stood out with me, besides the fact that you're funny and you're articulate and you're you're headstrong, um, was a few years ago when you were living in Los Angeles, Uh um, you didn't have a bed to sleep in. And we slept on the floor together.
1: Yes, we did. And you
4: never asked me for a dime. You never asked me to get you furniture, the top-notch furniture from Ralph Lauren or anything <laughs> like that.
5: You know, <laughs> what was you my sofa was, from? <laughs> yeah, it
4: was. It was from a thrift store, which cost thirty bucks. <laughs>
5: and
4: that, you know, and I appreciated that because it was like, wow, you know, I'm, I'm here. I can I can help you out, but you were so proud in the fact that. I'm I'm out here hustling, making it on my own. Mm. Not many people see what's really going on with me. Right. You know, here I am. I was Grammy Award winner, and I'm on the I'm sleeping on the floor. And I'm like, wow, you know, I've, I've got to. <laughs> no, I mean, it's not. But the next day, we went out and got a mattress. And I wasn't going to sleep on it two nights in a row <laughs> on the floor. But th- to me, that just showed me the drive. It was a real moment. And I knew at that moment that, no matter what, that we was going to be in that foxhole together. Right. And and it's That's not right. about uh, it's not about finding the, the trophy piece on your arm or the career that someone has or what their parents may do or how they approve of you and and how you, she's bringing something to the table. That's just a piece of it. Right. What you have to have is that person. You know, when you look in their, their eye, you know they're going to fight with you. Mm-hmm. You know, when something comes down they they're gonna they're gonna dig their their feet in and say, like, bring it on. And not very many people have that because they just don't know. It's always based on the superficial, that meaning looks, um, because looks gonna come and go. is right. gonna come and go. But what builds a relationship is is the experiences that you have. You know, and, and how you how you embrace the day to day life. And um, I just wanted to say that to you, Taj. Wow. You know, uh, we don't have a chance to talk about that. But I thought about that. And, and that's what you have to have.
3: And ultimately, longevity uh, is not about, like, looks and those kinds of artificial yeah, things like exactly. you're saying. It's about integrity. It's about a meeting of the minds. You know, it's about uh, values for taking care of your children and taking care of your family, you know. Um, so those things are also important. And then I just have to go back and add, uh, 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 Tamara, that, that you're also beautiful. You know what I'm saying? Oh, like, it doesn't, it doesn't, you know, it, it doesn't hurt that she's easy on eye. I don't have to, you know, dress up and do all this and all that you know. so it's like what matters to your mate you make sure that's happening you know what exactly. I'm saying so it doesn't have to be that you you know you're, you're all blinged out and in, in this designer and that designer but that you know that you're taking care of yourself and whether that's taking care of yourself in terms of your body or your mind or your finances or your children that's what it, that's what attract that's what it, what's attractive to people and what's going to keep somebody endeared to you for the rest of your life and that's a right. beautiful thing that you guys are talking about
5: Oh, definitely. Now, let me ask you a question. i got a, a, a little um, sidebar for you. When it comes to family and relationships, how, say, for instance, if if the uh, mother doesn't like the wife or the wife doesn't get along with somebody in the family or vice versa, how does a couple deal with that family intervention? Because you don't want to cut your family off. You don't want to separate the two. It, and it's hard because you, you, you almost put one or, or both the people in that relationship in a, a um an uncomfortable position where they have to almost choose between their family and the person they love, and of course you know the Bible says when you take that man or that wife right. you, you separate from your family yeah. but you um in honest to god truth in real life, do you really want to walk away and ignore your family when they when all they really mean is they want to protect you and they care for you, but they just don't know how to express it how do you how does a couple deal with family intervention?
3: Well, I think that um, family is important in, in terms of how uh, a relationship can grow because you've got family that put a lot of, of um, energy into the relationship. They can they can they can help it or they can hurt it. You know, they can right. take the kids so you can have a night out in town, or they can talk about the kids because they look too much like somebody's daddy. You know, <laughs> so um, so it's really important for us to have good relationships with our family. But like you said, the Bible says we have to you know go and cleave unto our husband, cleave unto our wives, mm-hmm. and sometimes our families aren't ready to let that go and to make that make that sacrifice. And I recognize in my work with people that finances is one of the biggest issues that that make or break a couple and then also their relationship with their their outside family. And so we have to be able to make a decision of how are we going to deal with our families? How are we going to, you know, how am I going to talk to my husband's mother-in-law? One of the things that I think is is successful say if you do have a, a a a bright line of division between, you know, I I can't do your mother or I can't do your dad. Have the person, you know, that that's on this side of the family Kind of interact with their family Don't cut the family off mm-hmm. But you pick and choose How the family interacts You know If you have an uncle Or you have a father that When he gets to the house Every time he comes to the house He starts something up Then we go out to dinner We meet him Where mm-hmm. he is You know and, and we pick and choose our times And we're deliberate about it right. um, I've seen people be real successful That have have family members With all sorts of issues Whether it's alcoholism mm-hmm. You know Family members that are In and out of jail Or or whether it's family members That may have some kind of uh, Mental health issues Or just people that are Sometimes rude you got to pick and choose how they're going impact to your, impact your family. And the spouse that's associated with their family, one that knows their family the worst, they're the ones that have the responsibility to kind of protect their family from the worst that the outside family might be able to impact on, on on their inside family, and eventually the best kind of, uh, of family relationships, they'll kind of pick up. Okay, well, this is this is their groove. This is how they're doing. Okay, you know, we'll kind of conform. Or, or when we come over for for the holiday party, we're not going to act up like we normally do because it's not going to go on in their house. Right. Um, so that's important for you guys, to, for any of the the listeners out there, to kind of figure out. Well, how can I make sure that my family that I grew up with has a positive impact, not a negative impact, on the family I'm trying to build right now? Right.
4: Well, you. So no, the most the, the the thing that I see which you have to do is is not, you know, yeah. have those conversations where the intimate uh things happen in your family with other family members. Oh yeah. Because once that happens, you open up the doors because they're going to be protective of you. Right. And and really say, "Well, you you need to get rid of her. I didn't like her in the first place." <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And that's when it plays on your head. It's like, well, "Damn, you know, maybe my mom is right." Maybe right. she is out for my money and all this. And this spirals from that point.
1: Right. So,
4: who do you talk to? Well, in that regard, someone outside of your family.
3: Well, I think that somebody outside of your family could be good, like if you want to talk to a professional, um, that's a good person to talk to, or somebody that can be, there, I mean, there's there's got to be somebody in your family, if you're close to your family, that you can say, listen, I'm going to tell you this thing, but I, I just want you to help me work it through it. But I don't want you to take on an opinion. I don't want you to... To add anything on it, I just need you to listen. Or I just need you to hold my son so I can drive around the city or something like that. If you have a family member like that, use them like that. But if you know it's somebody that holds a grudge and they're never going to forgive, you can't tell them, you know, some of those those deep things that you know that you, you're probably going to get over it. You're mm-hmm. probably going to forgive and forget. As a matter of fact, when you're in a relationship, you guys get to kiss and make up. The whole family don't get to kiss and make up right. with your husband or with your wife. They don't get to, you know, they're not there when the when the, the forgiveness goes down. So they're going to be holding on to this thing from this year and this thing from that year and, and on and on. So we do need to kind of find a, a way for... To, talking to each other so that we kind of work it out and when we can't talk to each other find one reliable source that we can kind of go to like an accountability partner what I've seen people to do is to go to somebody that's not going to always say yeah girl you right you right you, you know right. but somebody say well here's where you right and here's where you were kind of wrong mm-hmm. you know and, and our family can't really do that because we're always
5: right because they love us <laughs> we're always I right. Right. right watching this show um, the first episode my mother-in-law says well I thought Taj was a gold giver so that was many classic. To that comment. <laughs> it was just like, why does she go do that way? Like, why does she dog you out? And I'm just like, oh, God, you, you guys don't understand the, the hill we've had to climb oh, right, to where right. we are now. Right, exactly, exactly.
4: Well, we're going to take a quick break and we're going to continue our conversation about relationships and how to make them successful, how you fight through family issues outside of your intimate family in a minute, y'all. So stick around.
0: Now you can listen to your favorite hosts on your cell phone by clicking the banner on our homepage, News Talk Radio, VoiceAmerica.com.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to egxlifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can can be. Visit egxlifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
0: Everything you want to be, everything you want to do, and everything you want to have is right at your fingertips. People think that accomplishing their goals has to be difficult, but guess what? It isn't. All you need are the right tools and a map. And that's what author, professional speaker, and now talk radio host, Sharman Lane, is offering you. Join Sharman Wednesday afternoons at 12 p.m. Pacific, 3 p.m. Eastern, on the Voice America channel for Success Made Simple. You'll be given the principles to success as written in her latest book, The Seven Secrets to Create Your Fate. Listen live to Success Made Simple where you will find out how to set your goals, how to determine the steps needed to reach them, and overcome obstacles like fear and procrastination along the way. That's Success Made Simple every Wednesday at 12 p.m. Pacific with Charmin Lane right here on the Voice America channel. Live
2: and let die 50% of Americans die of heart attacks and strokes. 35% of Americans die of cancer. Take control of your health destiny. Tune into nutritional wisdom with nationally recognized nutritional expert and board-certified family physician Joel Furman MD. Each week, Dr. Furman and his guests teach how nutritional excellence can prevent and reverse diseases and feature successful recoveries utilizing nutritional and natural methods. In contrast with fad diets, understanding nutrient density is the foundation of Dr. Furman's Eat to Live program, necessary for both permanent weight reduction and a healthy, long life. Nutritional Wisdom with Dr. Joel Furman broadcasts each Wednesday at 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the Voice America channel. Nutritional Wisdom control your health destiny.
0: VoiceAmerica.com
2: You're listening to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
4: And we're back to Radio by George. I'm your host, Eddie George. I'm on with Tamara Antrice Johnson, George, and Dr. Geraldine uh, fletcher A. G. and we're mm-hmm. talking about relationships. Hey, doctor, I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Um, my son, my, my youngest, is two years old. He has uh, been sleeping in the bed with us ever since uh, he's been born.
5: No. Yes, he has. He's never (laughs) slept in the crib. Okay?
4: (laughs) And I I have an issue here. I might be a little jealous of my son and my wife's relationship because every time I come to bed... They're hugging each other. He's <laughs> rubbing in her hair. And every time I try to get involved in that intimacy, he's slapping me off of her. I can't touch her.
1: I'll play, Daddy. You
4: know, the romance is not there again. Right. You know, anytime, like, I have to try to sneak in the middle of the day just to get a hug from my wife, and she doesn't want to hold me like that. It's like, how do I, I mean,. <laughs> My issue is, how do I handle that? Do I just blow it off? I mean, I I want that intimate time with my wife, and I just can't get it because there's another
3: man, literally,
4: taller than both of us. Right.
3: (laughs) In the middle. well, this is your. Um, if he's two years old, and he's still sleeping in the bed with you. Some people do adopt a family bed uh, type of situation where you know the kids come in and get in the bed with them. But it would definitely impact your your intimacy and your oh, your no time alone uh, by by keeping them in the bed. And oh. so there are probably a lot of people that are listening that may have some strong opinions about you know the, uh, whether the baby should stay in the bed or he, not. He's getting to be a toddler now. So
4: what's uh, I mean, he's he's almost a grown man. <laughs> almost a grown man. <laughs> I mean, grow by the minute. And, and he likes to sleep uh or, diagonal or laterally right. and where I'm his right. head is in my back. Yeah. You know, so how I mean, how should should we get him out now? How do, how do we wean him off? How do we get him how do we cut the umbilical cord? my wife, number right. one so that's what after
3: birth, right exactly um yeah definitely if you if you keep him in the bed for any 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 very much longer it'll it's gonna be it gets harder yeah. to get him get him out of the bed as time goes on, but there's definitely a connection there between uh between your son and your wife i mean he'll be out of the bed before he goes to college, so eventually <laughs> eventually he'll get out um, so if and, he can and, hold
5: off just a little yeah, longer. yeah just a little bit longer
3: um but it's good it's good to have it is good to have that time and that bonding time but so one of the things that I've seen people successful at getting their babies to go to their own, um, their own bed, babies, babies, he's a toddler, um, is to kind of set up a ritual, like an evening ritual that's kind of a laying him down and he can have all the hugs he wants from his mom or, or, or go in and um, do you guys try this? like lay down with him in his bed? Or has he got a crib? So
4: no, he's he's never laid in the crib. Let me
5: explain. Why
4: and I and the to bed,
5: my son. <laughs> <laughs>
4: right? Go ahead. Our
5: house, our house where we live now. We live on six acres, and and the house is at the bottom of a hill. This is Edward's original bachelor pad, so Which it's you not hate designed so much. Yeah. for. I, I consider a child to be downstairs alone by himself. Oh, the baby's room is downstairs by yes. himself? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And the whole downstairs Sorry, floor Eddie. is windows. One wall is nothing but windows. Now, yes. back in the days when he was at the height of his career, people would walk up to the back window. You know, you couldn't walk around naked because they're standing there tapping on the window Is Eddie George in there. Wow. Well, so the last no, thing I was comfortable with is leaving my barely able to speak child downstairs alone. If You know, if anything was to happen, you know, by the way, for God no he will be able to to call to me and tell me what's yeah. going on you know i just don't feel comfortable with him down there Well they house. have
4: they have TV monitors
5: they do it, it, so they do have TV
3: monitors, and so some people that kind of uh, use the TV monitors have used them well, but she would have had to have started Eddie, like, from the, the first day that he was born, uh, because not only does he have to be weaned from sleeping in the bed, so does the mama.
5: Oh, no, you know that's the I'm problem. Saying? No,
4: that's the problem. <laughs> because he sleeps downstairs perfectly fine when his brothers at, at home but with us. But then someone
5: is down there, and I don't. So exactly right. I was going to say, if there's
3: somebody down there, so is there only one room on the level that you? Guys, the master
5: bedroom is there's on. three. Uh, yeah, there's only one bedroom on the on the master floor, but there's three other bedrooms. But no here. one has
3: ever
4: tried to break in. And, no, that's just an excuse, <laughs> and it's a reason for you to keep him in the bed.
5: That's not true. Yes, you it
4: you is. Know
5: it. Well,
3: I think that it's, I think that I don't. I don't want to take sides and say what what part is true or what part isn't true. But I can see merit in both sides, you know. That, right. Like you, you give me a reason. It's downstairs and there's glass and there's danger. Then I'm gonna to say to you, well, don't ever put him in the bed, you know. But then when uh, when Eddie gives me the reason, well, when his brother is there, he's he sleeps yeah. all night downstairs, and that's valid too. So has yet to happen. We, yeah. Right. So so you guys might have to try something, a, you know, a little bit different. Like maybe you know, on, you know, on the. On on the Tuesday night is the the love night or whatever that night is that that you know, you lay downstairs with him in his room, and you guys go to one of the guest rooms, and you're right down the hall. It, I wouldn't even begin to tell you, as a as a new mom, to say, "Oh yeah, put him downstairs; he'll be fine." Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, maybe if he's down the hall, or one one door away or two doors away, and you can lay down with him, and he can say, "Well, mommy's just right here. I'm just right here," you know. Um, and then eventually, then he can start to get to laying in his bed more and getting comfortable with that. But um, but it's that that is a uh, that is a tough call, and it's a it's a beautiful thing to have the, the your child to be so connected to you and and that's not going to go away because he's not sleeping um, in the same spot with you Uh, you guys are going to still have that strong bond Mm-hmm. But you have another man that make that strong bond, <laughs> too, with it, uh that happens at that time of night. There's a lot of stuff you can do with your baby all through the day. I will him
5: in the other room. <laughs> you
3: see what she, now? You see?
4: You see? She'll, she, she'll kick me out of the, the bed before he goes. Oh,
3: okay, okay. So, he'll get, you know, so Eddie yeah, goes to go the other room. That's He's just flaming all over his phone. Right, <laughs> right. Well, you guys might have to set some kind of timing or, or whatever where it's like, okay, is he asleep? Then you guys go to the other room. You know it why knows. he's hard? That has worked
5: for stuff. us so far. You said what? That has worked
3: for us. Oh, okay, far. well, good. I'm right. I've got my uh, nose on the post. As long as you stay awake, you can't fall asleep with the baby. You got to keep one eye open.
1: Right. You know, right.
3: they'll start rubbing your head and stuff. You fall asleep with him. and he goes, oh, "Sorry, baby,
5: I missed our time. I'll catch you tomorrow." <laughs> so, yeah. Doctor Ag, I also got a letter from um, a person who watched the show who was really impressed with my relationship with my my son, my oldest son, Jair. Yes. Of course that's Eddie's um first relationship he had from college and um I've been around Jair since he was a year old. So, you know, in my mind he is my son. I've watched him grow. I watched him learn how to talk and, and learn and do everything. He that, that's my son, right. you know. So I I can't see myself being any other way but this particular letter was addressed to me, and it was uh talking about she asked not to be uh, disclosed, but the person was talking about how her daughter is uncomfortable going to spend summers with her father mm. because the stepmother is really mean to her. She um, won't help her do little things like help her with her hair. She won't help her get dressed. There's no pictures of her around the house. Um, when they do do family uh, get-togethers, it's almost like she's the outsider. Everyone will be dressed alike but her. Um, She can't talk to her dad because her dad, is, I I guess, works a lot and is never really home. And she doesn't feel like she can go to the mother as much because the mother is like, you have to go spend time with your dad so she feels like, where does she turn? But um, this letter came from one of the uh, uh, housekeepers in the house, I guess the family friend that that watches this little girl. Mm -hmm. She wanted to know what could she do to make the transition easier for this uh, young girl who I believe is 10
3: right, and so there's there's somebody that's in the house that's observing this going on yes. and I, and that's a that's a good thing that that person cares enough to send in a message to you to see what help she might be able to find, so she should act as an intermediary you know without drawing a lot of attention to what you know the family is or isn't doing and what you know the the the, the evil stepmother and the and the um the absent father you know if he's emotionally absent and not not able to see what the child's needs are, but if there's a person that's there that can you know that can help. Out and kind of fill in those gaps, um, then that's going to be helpful for the child. Um, but ultimately, it does have an impact on the child. You know when somebody wants you somewhere, when, um, when somebody wants you someplace and when they don't. So probably the best thing for that person is as they're spending time with her, to talk to her about how important she is as a fa- uh, um, how important she is as a person, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, reinforce her relationship with her father. Um, try to encourage things that would allow her to get to spend time with her father, who obviously wants her there. Um, and I have worked with clients in the past who, I mean, have been grown and on to do great things in their life, and they have been scarred by the fact that they've had to go and live with a stepmother or stepfather that didn't want them. People mm-hmm. carry that with them um, throughout their life, and so we can't change. Who her stepmother is, but we can do is try to have a positive impact on her and tell her this is not a reflection in any way of the beautiful person that you are. And there are people, you know, people that love you, and this isn't a reflection of the love that you deserve. Um, So that way that that young child can feel. um, So this won't have a a negative impact on her self esteem. That can have a long lasting scar in her life if it's not if it's not taken care of.
5: Right. Because the concerns of the letter was that she's eating a lot. She's it's almost like a sympathy eating. And um, Mm. she doesn't want to travel to see her dad, who lives uh, in California – she doesn't want to do any uh, activities with, with the other kids in her school because she's afraid they're going to tease her like her stepbrothers and sisters do. Right. Uh, she said that she has a weight issue so they tease her about the weight all the time and she just feels really out of place when she goes in. She's kind of withdrawing. Yeah. So I'm, you know, me not being a psychologist, I, don't, I didn't know how to handle that because yeah. i had never had that situation and, you know, with my son we won't even take a Christmas photo if he's not home or not right. here. That's
3: beautiful. Because yeah.
5: he's a part of the family and and, you know we never want him to ever come here and feel like he's not home this is his home
3: it's it's i tell you there there are probably a lot of your listeners out there that that empathize with you as taking a child as their own but that's not it's not an easy thing to do for everybody and some people just don't they just don't you know they don't have to so they don't do it you know and if this kid is going to be coming uh you know uh every once in a while or whatever then they it's a it's a it's a um, visit that they tolerate. Um, so really when you have somebody, cause we can't make the stepmother do right by the child, right. um, you know, but, but what we can try to do is try to find other resources while she's in California to make sure that she's shown that love and got other things that she can do besides sit in the house and feel how, how unloved she is in that right. situation, cause it's, it's definitely gonna have a negative impact on her. And it's tough just, you know, going to your, your grandfather's, uh, grandparents' house for the summer, you know, if you're from the East Coast and you're going to the South, you talk funny or you look funny or you're mm-hmm. too light or you're too dark or you're too heavy or too skinny. Um, uh, so those kinds, of, those kinds of transitions just come with being a 10-year-old uh, little girl. But but so having somebody that can help her to navigate that mm-hmm. and make sense of it and make her feel like she's okay in that is what's going to be important. And so the person that sent that, um, that message to you uh, is already on the right track by trying to find help and resources so that she can support this young lady. I actually feel encouraged by that.
5: Good. Yeah, good. Now, do you think that... I'm sorry, honey. Did you want to say something?
4: No, we're going to have to take another break, baby.
5: Okay.
4: I know you're rather loquacious today. <laughs> okay. you a lot of questions. Okay. But uh, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we want to let you finish your thoughts, babe. Okay. Well. And we're going to get to our favorite segment, The Fabulous Five Questions, when we come back awesome. in a minute.
0: The Internet's premier talk radio station, VoiceAmerica.com.
2: There is a difference between someone who lets life happen to them and someone who steps up and makes things happen. That person is a player, not just in the realm of athletics, but in all aspects of life. Are you ready to step up? Are you ready to start on a journey to a new lifestyle that will make you stronger, healthier, and more confident? Are you ready to be a player? Then explore the EGX experience at www.egxlifestyle.com. Let Eddie George help get your mind, body, and spirit fused and focused. If you're ready, log on to EGXLifestyle.com to begin a journey to a better life through exercise, diet, and wellness. Join with Eddie George to create a personal plan for your success, and he'll help you discover the best you can be. Visit EGXLifestyle.com and begin your journey with greatness today.
0: Live in the Green Life with Kim Carlson ecopreneur, author, and green living maven brings you an upbeat, fun exploration of the doables of living a more earth-friendly life. Kim cuts through the noise and urban myth of green do's and don'ts and shows that it is possible to live green easily. From hip organic weddings, to exotic eco travel, to healthy personal care products. Get the most current trends and tips from the experts for living a more planet-friendly and human lifestyle. Living the Green Life with Kim Carlson broadcast each Thursday at noon Pacific 3 p.m. Eastern on The Voice America Channel, living the green life for a human, healthy, and planet-friendly lifestyle VoiceAmerica.com You're listening
2: to Radio by George with your host, Eddie George. If you have a question for Eddie or his guest, or would like to simply join the conversation, call now. The toll free number is 1-866-472-5788. That number again, 1-866-472-5788. Now, back to Radio by George.
4: Yes, and we're back for our final segment of the hour with Tamara and Therese Johnson, Johnson III, formerly with the group SWV, and Dr. Gerald Lynn Fletcher Ag. That's right. And, Taj, I believe you have yeah. a question for Ms.
5: Doctor. Yeah, I just wanted to wrap up that whole thought. No, one more thing I wanted to ask you was, as far as the the uh, child's mother and the stepmother, do you think that there needs to be a mediator between them two? Because if the dad is, is usually um, working isn 't it important for those two parents to kind of coincide for this child? I know because my my son 's mother and I you know we 've never had any problems. you know when I met her, he was just he had just turned a year old, and of course she was very protective, but eventually she understood that I would never hurt him that my my best interests were for him, and we 've learned to coincide peacefully for our son so is, isn 't there something to that having these two women get along? I think
3: that it would be it would be beautiful if the two women were to get along but um, my experience with people in relationships we don't know what the relationship is between the the father and the mother so mm-hmm. that's the primary relationship that I would focus on if there was any mediator because the okay. father is the one who's responsible for telling his new wife this is my child. You need to love her as you love me, or the, mm-hmm. you know, it's a, it's a, it's a do or die situation as most of us would have it for for anybody that's involved with our children. So that's where I would take that um... in terms of how is the father going to make sure that his daughter feels welcome in his home because ultimately that's what it is—it's his home with his with his new wife. But to be able to make sure that that she feels comfortable, then. Outside of that, if you have the the father and the mother of the child and they have a meeting of the minds, it would be wonderful if the the, the parents, if the stepmother and the mother were able to make a, a connection about, okay, well, she's coming out there. I'm getting her hair braided. She's going to be there six weeks, so all you got to do is grease it and put in some new beads. She's mm-hmm. going to be good. Um, but a, a lot of people don't have that kind of relationship. But if you can get to that in the interest of the child, then that's going to create a, a better, more emotionally healthy environment for her, certainly, mm-hmm. right. definitely.
4: Okay, well, we are going to now go into the fabulous five questions. I let you off easy the last time you were on, Doc. Okay. Okay, so this <laughs> five questions is inspired by Marcel Proust's questionnaire,
1: mm-hmm.
4: and there's several questions of open-ended questions that you can answer however okay. you want to answer.
3: Okay, great.
4: All right, are you ready? I am ready. All right, what historical time period would you like? would you most like to visit?
3: The, uh, the historical time period that I would most like to visit right now is the 60s because I have a very good friend who was working on the story of his mother's life, and um, and she was a prominent singer in the 60s, and she she died without us knowing her name, but we heard her, heard her voice a lot. So I would love to go back and visit that time and just see, you know, when, when soul was at its heyday, when when the, the civil rights was moving, and it just when there was like a cultural shift in the air, especially working here at Berkeley and no about the Black Panthers movement and everything like that, I'd love to see and be a part of that kind of energy and that time of change.
4: Mm. Okay. What was your favorite childhood meal?
3: My favorite childhood meal just about anything because we didn't have a lot so I'd take what I could get so. I know that's right yeah you know so I, I didn't turn down anything one time we had somebody to babysit us and, and my sister said oh we don't eat grits and that woman threw our plate of food away so Let I that. eat grits I eat hog uh, moths I'll do some oxtails I'll try rabbit so when I was a kid I, I pretty much I pretty much powered through anything you put in front of me I would eat it <laughs> me too wow. right
4: when, when you're down, what do you do to feel better?
3: Wow, um, I talk it through a lot, so I have a lot of advisors and people that help me. Like uh, Dr. Brian O'Leary is a colleague and a good friend of mine and a coach, and um, and a lot of my friends that are writers I turn to because a lot of things they write about they they know about, and I also find inspiration in talking to my husband, who is a um, a physician. He's Dr. Robert Agee, so I talk to him a lot, and he's and he kind of can read me, and and he kind of pulls me up out of things, and he's actually the reason. For for my survival period, uh, right. my whole life. So, um, so my main thing I think I do is kind of talk it out.
4: If you could change one thing about yourself, what would it be?
3: If I could change, if I could change one thing about myself, wow, that is that is such a good question. I can't even believe I'm gonna answer it this way. Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm good. Right now, I'm good. I mean, you could have asked me something different, and um, I'm uh, about a. You could have asked me that like a year ago. I might answer different because I'm, I'm getting more into writing and 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 doing some things professionally that I'm I'm loving to do. And so, about it, maybe two years ago, I just imagined maybe I could do those things. But all those things like getting to talk to you and um, and getting to work with Tamara on the phone, you know, these are kind of like dreams come true for me. So I would say life is really good.
5: That is wonderful. Yeah, it
3: is good. Okay.
5: What was... I could change something. I would have changed... Tamara, we're were not asking asking you.
4: We're not asking you. I had
5: the baby. Okay. Okay. (laughs) We're not
4: asking you, okay? We'll ask you these questions when it's your turn. (laughs) When you're being interviewed, this is Dr. (laughs) Geraldine Agee's time, okay? Not yours. So relax. (laughs) Last question. Yes. Okay. What was the last thing you cried about?
3: The last thing I cried about? Um oh my goodness. I, I can't I can't say. Uh, I can't say. I was reading a book that is not published yet. It's not in the general market, so it's under um contract with a major US publisher and uh it's someone that's uh very famous and I was reading the story of her life, and I thought I knew it all, and I sure didn't.
1: Wow. So I
3: was just reading about her, and I was just like, oh, my goodness, this is so powerful. And to know her, I'm, I'm going to have to fly my kids out to meet her and, and sit next to her at her book signing and just to see the depth of what she's experienced and triumph from. And then we think we know somebody because we see them on TV. Exactly. And I thought I had her story because i would seen her so much, you know, but to be able to, to, to share in that experience and see her life, that was a last thing i cried about was reading her um reading about her book and her life wow that sounds powerful mm. yeah
4: well that's that's the five questions and since we have a little bit of time taj yes, um i want to ask you one question okay i'll i'll give you i know you love this segment <laughs> are you ready
5: i am for the
4: question do you believe it's more important to live for yourself or for others
5: mm. Oh, that question is so like uh, loaded for me because now that I have kids, I live for my kids I, everything i do i they, they inspire me to breathe they 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 just get me up in the morning when I just i'm so exhausted and I just don't feel like doing anything i you know I got a funny story for you, and this will answer this question. Whenever I go to the dentist, I love the Novocaine, the little gas that they use on you, <laughs> I, I the nitrous acid. I love that gas, and I always go in and I say, load me up. You know, that's my time to get high, right? <laughs> so I'm sitting there with the gas on it, and I always tell them, put it up high, because after a while I get I get like this um, tolerance to it, and I don't feel it. So I'm like, put it up high. I just need just 20 minutes to just relax while I'm here in the dentist. To so this day, I, I, it was a new girl. She put it up so high, I kid you not. I was high, high. <laughs> like, I was blacking out, and all I kept thinking was, move this off your face. You have to stay awake for Eric. Yeah. She was my purpose for living, and in Jair, I, I can't I can't see myself doing anything else. So before I had kids, I lived for myself. After children, my entire life is dedicated to them until they can stand for themselves. Right. That's that's
3: beautiful. I I know that uh, feeling. I had to, one time I was sick and I had to call 911 and I wouldn't because I didn't know. I had my baby with me and I waited until my father-in-law could get the baby and then I dialed Mm 911. Because I didn't know, do they take the baby on the ambulance? I didn't have the idea, so I just laid on the
5: floor. Until he came back, so exactly. yeah. Exactly. You think beautiful. about them in the in the midst of. I mean, and literally, I was going in and out of consciousness. Mm-hmm. And one of my conscious moments, I said, "Remove this off your face." I couldn't even swallow all the way because my, oh my, my tongue had gotten so numb. You, you know and,
4: what? You have a problem, baby. <laughs> no, <laughs> no you, do. you, do. you all, a, off, of a, a mother's, with, love, with that being a mother's said, love A mother's that, love A mother's love it's amazing what happens when you're having fun on the, on the phone and having a conversation <laughs> and sharing your opinions and your stories. But the hour is up, unfortunately. Oh. So, with that being said, this is another edition from By George, and that's my word.
5: Thank you, Dr. A.G. Thank you so By much I really Thank you for it. joining
4: us. Great. Thank you, Tamara. Thank you, Dr. A.G. You're welcome. For coming on with us today, and we'll get back with you later on in the future. So, with that being said, we're out of here. <music>
2: We hope you have enjoyed this week's episode of Radio by George. If you have a question or comment for Eddie and just can't wait until next Monday, you can email him at info at radio by Selected emails will be read on the air so your voice can be heard worldwide. Be sure to listen live every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific time on the Voice America channel. See you next week.